Welcome to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live. My name is Craig DeBranch, the man next to me, Micah Ka Cole. How's it going, Micah Ka Cole? It's going pretty good. Uh, pretty quiet week at sports after no a kidding. chaotic week last week, so... Hopefully things will pick up the rest of this week. Uh, um, it was very quiet. But to go back to one of our picks on Monday, you picked the Pacers to win, and they didn't win. The Mavericks beat the Pacers on Monday. How about that? Thanks for that knowledge, Carl. <laughs> Real. Hey, it's a good win for the y- Dallas Mavericks. Yo, huh? last night, went to bed, and I couldn't sleep because I was wondering, well, what was the score to the Pacers and Mavericks game? But my answer's... My questions have been answered now. Thank you. You mean Monday? I don't. Anyway, whatever. This Big is the hot for seat. The Mavericks without uh, Luger Doncic. <laughs> you hung on to that Indiana win for a bit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you just like it when I'm wrong, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what? It's a big win for Dallas. It is. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. As you guys now know, uh, we are on a tight schedule because there's someone before us and after us, so we got to get this show rolling. have a lot to talk about today. Super Bowl, obviously, was this Sunday. Uh, devoting a lot of time to that. We'll also get into LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's the MVP right now. Also, the Ja Morant versus Iggy uh, situation and where is TB12? That's right. Tom Brady going to go, and is Dak Prescott going to get franchise tagged? Uh, we're going to get into that all in a sec, but as always, our first segment, let's talk a little UTA, but first, what's what? For those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, or avid listeners, as I know everybody on this show is a consistent listener, or you better be, uh, what's what is just something we have done since we started this show. All it is is something that me and Micah have seen this week. doesn't have to be this week, but something that we have seen this week didn't have to happen. Uh, it is just some some fact or some weird thing that you usually wouldn't see or you didn't know, and it's just interesting, and it gets the juices flowing, you know, the blood flowing here on the show, and it's a fun way to ease into it. So that being said, this is really the true uh, first what's what of the year because we kind of had to speed through the last, uh, last week's because of Kobe. But with that being said, let's do it, Micah. What's happening in the world of sports? What is going on? What is what? Well, we all know about the Toronto Raptors and their their history to the north of the border. And, you know, we also had the Vancouver Grizzlies. But as weird as that sounds, those were not the first teams in to the north of the border. Yeah. There was actually a team before that. And the first one to happen in Canada was, a matter of fact, you want to guess what the team name is? It is in Toronto. They survived in one season. What year was it? Do you know? It does not specify. Mm, that would have helped. Um, does it have to do with an animal? Yes. Oh, wow. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Hmm. An animal. I don't know. Um, uh, some kind of grizzly bear. That's the all Huskies. I can think of. The Toronto Huskies. Oh, I don't know. They went, got that. They didn't last long though. They I, went twenty-two and thirty-eight, missing the playoffs in their one season. So twenty-two and thirty-eight, <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's rough, man. 
That is uh it, that's weird that they only lasted one season though. So what? Just, they were out. Well, were I oust. mean if if you're not good, you're not good. And if you don't sell tickets, you don't sell tickets, right? Yeah. That's rough. One season. That's all you get. Bye. Don't even get a chance to sell yourself, but Right. Huh. Well, that's fine. I mean the Knicks are heading that position too. I say that every week with any any of those things you talk about that are folding teams. Uh, kudos to the Knicks though for firing their president of operations. Uh, then you get some like the third time they've done that. This well, year. this needed this definitely needed to happen, and I think they're trying to get on the right track. So this is a step in that process that I think needed to happen. But kudos to them. All right, let me give you mine. I'm going to do it in honor of Super Bowl week. Um, a lot of fun here. On the betting side, I'm going to go ahead and tell <laughs> what happened with our uh, Super Bowl activities. So we're in you this had gr- a lot of yeah. fun with it. I'll oh, yeah. You. So we're in the group chat with uh, one of the guys or two of the guys that were on UTA radio last year. If you remember when their names were Joe and Kyle with the sports file. Yes. And anyways, Joe bets on games, but he's not very good at it. Joe was the uh, sports director last year for UTA and he bet he took four bets in the Super Bowl. And this is my what's what. Um, my what's what's really quick, so I'm going to give you the story first. Uh, he bet on four things in the Super Bowl. One, he bet the unders of Demi Lovato singing two minutes. No, he bet the overs. And I was like, I don't think you should do that. Demi doesn't really do runs. And, you know, she's not, she's very get in and singing and get out. You know, she's very fast paced. And he was like, nah, I got this. Well, she sung at one minute and 50 seconds. So he was 10 minutes, uh, 10 seconds short of even getting close. So it was, there was, no way he got that one. So he lost that one. She went under. Then he bet on the Chiefs to get the coin toss. Who won the coin toss? Oh, man. The 49ers. the 49ers. So within like five minutes, he lost both of those bets. Well, then he bet on Patty Mahomes to throw three touchdowns. Seems reasonable, right? You know, Patrick has thrown a lot of touchdowns. Well, how unfortunately. Many, how many touchdowns did Pat get, the, uh, touch, throwing touchdowns did Pat get that game? He had two, but he, he had, had two. three total. He had three total in running, Poor but he guy. only had two throwing. I thought and, he'd get that one. Nah, yeah, I did too. And then he picked the overs of the game and he had to get to 55 and they got to 51 <laughs> and all it took was San Francisco had a, had the ball with a minute and a half left That's and if they just would have scored a touchdown there he would have got it but yep. he lost all four so my what's what is I'm just going to let y'all know what the Nevada sports books ended up making this week weekend off the Super Bowl can you guess the number actually don't guess the number you're going to actually go, you're going to blow it and go too high and it's going to look really bad uh 16 million Oh, under $18.7 million on Super Bowl bets alone. I wish you could have seen the lines that were there, um, the pictures. It was like out the door. And the casinos for Vegas are massive. So think about how many people that is. It is their whole percentage of 12.1% is second best in the last 10 years. 12.1% whole percentage. Uh, That's crazy. Last 10 years. So there's your, there's your decade stat. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. $18.7 million off of one game. <laughs> and it's just it's crazy to me what the Super Bowl, you know, when these new quarterbacks think are going to start coming in, what it can be money-wise. I think this is just the, the start of it. I mean, it was crazy. So $18.7 million and Joe didn't contribute a single cent to that. Well, on the winning side. He did just give the money. If you're, if you're ever betting with Joe, just take the opposite of what he does. All right. Pretty much. For the last five minutes of the segment, let's get into UTA, Micah. We talked a lot about this on our podcast on Monday, the hotter seat. Also streaming live, Facebook Live and Twitch. Um, 
and we'll put that up on Anchor as well. It's also going to be on Spotify. So, well, uh, interesting, interesting season it's been for the Mavericks. And, you know, we went to the Texas State game for the men's, and the question was, could you win a game you weren't supposed to win? And they did. However, the next question was, could you win a game against the team you're supposed to beat winning on a winning streak uh, against Louisiana? They did not answer that check, but they did beat Monroe. So right now, Micah, it is looking really rocky for these guys. What do you think about it? It's rough. Uh, I think if you beat the Lafayette, you're sitting in a pretty quality position despite everything that's happened. And right now, I'm not convinced that this team can win the Sun Belt right now. What are you I, sitting I, at if you beat Lafayette? What eight? You're sitting the, at seven and five. Seven and five in the one game behind yes. Georgia State for second place. Now you're sitting two games back of Georgia State because they they tripped up against Troy. Man, that's a tough blow. Uh, yeah. You, Louisiana Lafayette's the last team you want to lose to because you know Georgia State's not going to lose to them whenever it's their turn. And the way they lost. Yeah, that was pretty You know, we didn't even talk about it. I mean, they lost by one point. Anybody that didn't get to listen to the broadcast, it was 65-63 to 63 with 2.7 seconds left. And the easy way to say it is they Christian Leitnered us. They threw a long pass down the whole court. Guy turned around, who's the center for Louisiana, turned around, heaved it up. Made the shot at the buzzer. We lost 66-65. It was a heartbreak, and it just was a game that UTA, if they were going to win it, they didn't deserve to win it. But they definitely needed to win it. And right now, you They know, had their chance. And yeah. All you, I think you said it best. They didn't play the unbalanced pass the correct way there. I think you should have pressured it, because then it would have made for a tougher shot. They did pressure it. You mean, oh, you no, mean like pressure full the... full-court press. Well... Well, what he did was well. What what they co- coach said is he it. wanted to put he put Narciss on the inbounds to to uh, you know contest the inbound. But I think me and you both agree that they should have. You could have even put Narciss in the back and kind of had a spy because that ball was in the air for a very long time. Yeah, now sure I'm not going to get into the man's coaching decisions. I just think one way, and he. Thinks I, another, I think so. you should have played full court press there. Try to force something tougher. Like don't hand it. To well, everybody him. was don't in the back. Don't hand him a shot in the back. Like mean? play full court press, make them have to have a, a tough time trying to getting it in bounds. So they should. You saying they the should put? You saying they should put five in the back there? Pretty much because they had four. They they were playing man. They had four guys, and then they had Narciss yes. on the ball. Yes. So they should have pulled Narciss off. Yes. Is what I said. They should have pulled everyone yeah. off. I don't care. Like I understand you want to contest it, but in that situation when you're up two, you have a chance to win it. Make it as difficult as possible to get off a shot. I don't. Don't worry about the inbounds pass there. Make it as difficult as possible to get off a shot. Because well, the likelihood yeah. that they get a shot like that, if if you make it difficult to, to pass it in, I mean, you essentially just said, hey, if you get it in, you're pretty much going to win. Well, for as, for as long as that pass was in the air, it's just hard for me to believe that Like, if we had a fifth guy down there uh, spying that it wouldn't have been intercepted, or at least at the most double-teaming the shooter. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's That's a tough one. I, However. I mean, if you would have told me that we were going to lose on a buzzer beat, I wouldn't have believed you either. Because there was point, there was all this whole game as bad as it was. I don't think either of you, I or three of us, Isaiah, who else was there? Garrett, me, me and you, and, you and um, Joe. Well, Joe was there too. Nobody actually thought that they would lose. No, but they ended up losing. And so I think that turns Appalachian State into coastal in coastal Carolina into must wins, because right now you're sitting on the verge of either. Being a very low seed, or I mean, Louisiana's winning games now, so like the the chance of if you keep losing, being out of the whole thing, is possible. And I'm not joking. Now, that's a scary thought. That is a very scary thought. But 
if you go in there and, and win these two games this weekend, I think it turns everything around. We can you win a couple of games, you're probably not gonna be predicted to win at this point. Uh that that would put you back on the right track and help you recover a little bit from that bad loss, but either way, that's gonna sting. Yep. Uh, if it comes back to I know. looking if we go back and look at one game, that's gonna be it. Like if if it costs us going I to agree. New Orleans or potentially even winning this whole thing, because you would have to play that extra game and let's say they make it to the championship and lose. I mean, we may be looking back at that game and saying, "Dang!" And another I game. I wish we didn't lose that game. Yeah, another, that was the difference. Another game I'm afraid we might be looking at is the girls' lost to Texas State. We got two minutes. Let's dive into that real quick. Uh, not a game you should have lost, and I don't know if it's going to hurt the girls as bad as the guys, but it it might cost them the two seed i don't know it might oh and eight texas state team you shouldn't lose one. yeah oh yeah by far and an oh and eight texas state team with as good as this girls team is in uta i thought they were gonna shouldn't come have, out you shouldn't have lost eventually. to them you shouldn't have lost to them they weren't playing a good day i won't i'll give them that but i thought for sure they'd still come out with this because they still had a lead after three quarters and for, for whatever reason like texas state just started pumping them up i don't know if it was Marie Benson fouling out or them just getting lucky shots. I, I don't well, know. Yeah, I mean, it looked like half of the, when you look at the stat sheet, I mean, like just everything almost went in. They shot over 50% from 57% from the three point line and over 44% from field well, goal range while we shot in the 30. Fourth quarter. This was mainly in the fourth quarter. I know. Quarter, they went on that so run. It's just it's, not a good, it's not a good loss. I mean, like that is like, it's not a good look. And I think if you came out with that, you're looking okay still, but yeah, that's, that's embarrassing. And to me, I'm you sorry. still haven't beat the top two teams. Now you're going to get a shot this weekend, which I think is crucial to win. Shot. But like, if you can't beat Troy and Coastal Carolina, you're not going to have another chance against Troy. But if you can't beat Coastal Carolina, I don't know how much faith they can have in you. You can beat all the other. I mean, like seriously, you can beat everybody that you want, but because in the in the end, these so teams crucial. are probably going to be in the final, or at least in the semifinal. We're going to be playing one of these teams probably again if yes. we get to New Orleans. So I think that's scary. Um, that they we will shown. be playing one of these two teams. Yeah. Now, do I think this team is more mature than they were when they played Troy and Coastal? I do. However, they just lost to Texas State. So I don't know. So I don't know. Man, it's tough because tough stretch, that, that's man. A bad loss. Tough stretch. Kristen said it last year, best if you're going to beat them once in the Sun Belt tournament, but at some point, yeah, you got to win that game. Like I don't care if it's regular season or Sun Belt. Prove to me that you can actually win it. I agree. Don't just wait. Just because I'm not trying to dog on Krista because she's a great coach. No, and I know yeah. what she's trying to do but here. We're holding but to a standard that we know that they hold themselves <clears throat> to. At as some well. point, you got to prove it. Yep. You got to show it to us. Like, hey, we can beat these guys or girls. Yeah. We can beat them. One thing, but uh, you haven't done that yet. Yeah. And it just it looks like the Sun Belt all uh, for the rest of the year is just going to be beating up on each other, except for the top seed, who's Troy, and also. Little Rock. I mean, other than that, I mean, like it. It's uh, it is a complete mess. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But that's the end of this first segment. We got to get out of here. When we come back, let's dive right into the Super Bowl, man. Let's let's talk about it. Did Mahomes win the Super Bowl for the Chiefs, or did Shanahan lose it for the 49ers? It's going to be an interesting topic to conversate about. It's coming up here on the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live, sort of, not really, Twitch. You're hesitant to say it, I get it, I get it. But 
We're having a little bit of technical issues on the Facebook Live and Twitch. So tired of it. The free, you know, the, the the feed freezes, and I don't know why it we're does. We're not really sure. It why. like works and then it doesn't work. So I think we're just gonna try to stream on Facebook Live coming out of next break. Uh, just gonna go back to the old. So ways. anybody, yeah. So anybody that's listening uh, right now that wants to watch the feed, we'll have it on Facebook uh, the next segment for sure. That won't be an issue. So yeah, that's ah, it's just. Frustrating. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about this Super Bowl. Me and you both finally picked the right team that won. Um, it's been a while. I was listening back to our shows dating all the way to back last year, you know, and there was a lot of times we had some really bad takes on uh, the team that was going to win. We sure did. A lot on our pickums, but not this time. Not this time, man. Congratulations. That's right. Uh, so we picked the man, Patty. We, we sure did. That was going to be homie. So the, obviously the Super Bowl happened Sunday, and it was the Chiefs and the Forty ers Good halftime show. What did you think about the halftime show? Did you watch it? Not gonna lie, I didn't care enough for the halftime Dang. show. My halftime show was the game. All right. Well, I like Shakira. I'm, I thought it was. I thought the Shakira part was really good, and it made me miss the World Cup. I have to say, because you know she's made a couple songs for the World Cup now. Uh, it really made me just realize, man, we still got two years left. I call qualifiers start soon, but it's not the actual tournament. It's not the same. Not yet. All right, it'll be here before you know it. So 30, hey, there's the Olympics in between. Yeah, but it ain't the same. Thirty-one to twenty, Chiefs win. It was a pretty uh. Nip and tuck game for a while, and it still was close. The only difference was the break three run at the end to put it at 31. It was 24-20, and I got to tell you, Micah, this this one lived up to the hype. I mean, this I thought this was one of the more I, – I see a lot of people say that it was boring, but I thought this was one of the more entertaining Super Bowls. And Pat Mahomes didn't play the best, but he got it done when it counted. So my question to you is – Mahomey win the Super Bowl or did Shanahan blow it? Ooh, that's a tough one because you could make an argument both ways. Um, knowing that Shanahan has a history though, I think he more blew it because he knew he knew what he did the first time when he blew that 28-3 to lead with the Atlanta Falcons, the most famous collapse of oh, all time. Absolutely. He did it again. He did it to himself again. You get you were given a second chance. You're up twenty to ten. Six minutes left. Why aren't you running the football? Off it, off it, yeah. Why? And you had a pick six. Remember Which that? I'm not complaining because, you know, I wanted Patrick Mahomes to win. Yeah. But you still got to raise the question. Well, remember. What are you yeah, doing? Uh, remember when Patrick threw that interception behind the back, you know, behind Tyreek. And it looked like for a second that if, if you know, San Francisco goes down, it's 27-10 with only six minutes. It's, it's ball game. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like that's going to be hard to come back, even for Patrick Mahomes. It changes the whole concept of the game. So, well, the, it wasn't necessarily the drive after the well, interception. You know, yeah, like I'm, once what, they got the stop, got the touchdown. I'm like, all right, but can they get the stop? They I, didn't run the football. All I know is that if, the if they went 27 to 10 right after that interception, I think things change a little bit. Absolutely, because the whole scheme changes. So, continue where, with your point. Where I think he went wrong was when it was 2017. You kept passing the football, mm. so you gave Patrick Mahomes five minutes to <laughs> score. 
Yeah. That is the worst decision making I've ever seen. Why would you allow him that much time to take the lead when he started to find his rhythm? Why? Run the football. After the first down play, I'm like, all right, they're going to run second down, right? I yeah. think he's learned his lesson. I didn't. Jimmy they G. Ran, they've passed the football. He threw 31 times in this game. Can you believe that? The best running team in the NFL, or second, you know, threw the football 31 times when they didn't have to. And they were getting production on the rushing side. I mean, 58 yards, 53 yards from both their backs. From Raheem and Debo, I mean, that's that'll do it. That, that'll do it. Absolutely. And also, you know, Coleman had 28, so they were getting it just fine. And he just he he let Jimmy G throw 31 attempts. That's crazy to me. It is crazy. So yeah. did he blow it for you? I, I think he blew it. I think Shanahan blew it for Two me. Two times, but man. I want to give the credit where it's due because he still had to make the plays. He had to make the plays, the big plays, even on a day where. Mahomes was not playing his mm-hmm. best by any stretch, and I think most people would agree with me on that. He was not playing good bat or good basketball. No, and I good think that's a, and I do think that that is something you can give credit to San Francisco's de- San Francisco's defense. Absolutely, they came in there knowing uh, we. Well, they came in there knowing how good they were, and we've been you know talking about them, and they they gave it to Patrick Mahomes as much as they could. I mean, this is one of his worst games all year. So Absolutely, it was one of his worst, it. but uh, when it mattered most. He stepped up and made the plays he had to, and you know you got to be very proud of that because that's a good, that's a good quarterback, man. He's gonna be so good for years to come. To uh, me, I think you know I I was going back and forth on this one uh, because there's a lot of times in this game you know that you could see where Shanahan kind of really blew it. Even going into halftime, you know he didn't call those timeouts there, and that was rough. I mean because you could go up by three points going into half, but you didn't, so you wasted all this time, and then you couldn't. By the time you're down the field, and it, it didn't matter, and you had the pass interference, so I think you should have called a timeout there. That, and then also the fact that you let Jimmy Garoppolo throw for 31 times, um, knowing what Jimmy G is capable of, that's not acceptable. You knew that he was going to miss most of those, and he, he did. Uh, so I, I thought that was... And there was a bunch of dink and dunks, I get that, but... 31 times when it when it's a a running team, you know, that's not your MO. Your your MO is driving the, you know, hammering them right on the line of scrimmage and they were doing that and then they abandoned it. But to me, I think I got to give it up to Patrick Mahomes for what he did cuz there was a lot of times in that game where I think some people were like, "Is it that's a, you know, that's not it, you're not going to win." And he found a way to do it. And I, I take it back to that third and 15 play uh, with Tyreek Hill and, you know, Patrick Mahomes threw that long ball. And granted, whatever you want to say about the San Francisco defense, I mean, the way they covered it, it wasn't good, but that was kind of the, I think, the turning point of the game where you kind of thought, okay, he's going to do something. And he did. And he, he, he scored that touchdown. And they came up, and it was 24-20, and ever since then, San Francisco wasn't able to do anything. Uh, so I'm going to have to give it to Mahomes on this one. 286, two touchdowns, had two interceptions. I thought they were two lousy interceptions, especially the second one. I think he was, if you look at the replay, you can see like his head's turned to the right, 
and he's trying to no look it. And so I think that that was lousy, but I got to give credit to him. I got to give credit to Damian Williams too. Uh, 104 yards, 17 carries. So I was thoroughly impressed of what I saw from Patrick. You know, honestly, as bad of a collapse as it was for the 49ers, I got to tell you though, I was thinking, okay, when is it going to happen? Because yeah. I was expecting it. Like the way that it's happened all postseason, they're the first ones to come back down double digits in every single postseason game or in three postseason games. And you got to give credit to Mahomes that for that, so too. So much credit to them. And Andy Reid. Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid is a magician. Not, I mean, there was a lot of play calls in that game in that second half that Andy Reid just drew up beautifully. I mean, seriously, it was really good play calling in the second half. Absolutely. I agree with you. And. Andy Reid's a really good coach, man. Um, they want it for him. They did. They want it for him. And I think the NFL is going to be happy about this one. You, you, you heard it after the game. I mean, players on the on the analyst desk and players on the team. I mean, they're all saying, "Man, this is how cool is this for Andy?" Absolutely. You know, twenty one years in the league, and you finally get your first Super Bowl. I I thought this game lived up to everything that we were hyping it up to be. And I also, I mean, I really believe that the, the matchup that we were asking, Pat Mahomes versus the defense, didn't disappoint, honestly. I mean, and I just kept feeling that at some point, and there it is in the fourth quarter, you know, KC drops 21 points. I mean, it just felt like eventually, okay, this has got to break. Like, Mahomes is going to do something eventually. And he did. He did. He did. When it mattered the most, he got it done. He threw 42 times, too. <laughs> I mean, he can do that, and that's I think that's the difference was that, and this isn't usually you know that's not this is not what Andy Reid has done in the past, but with a guy like Mahomes, I think it was like he was like I got this guy, let's let's roll with how we do it, and that's what that's how it happened, and man, I couldn't be more happy for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and also I I big time to Tyron Matthew, like my favorite player in this league, and. You know, knowing his story and what he's had to come uh, out of and the adversity he's faced and the hard times he had LSU getting kicked off the team and then having to drop so far in the NFL uh, draft and just, you know, being from going to Arizona, then Houston, and now finally finding a team that I think he's really valued in. Uh, If anybody, you know, in the NFL is having issues trying to find themselves. I mean, I would just look to the story of Tyron Matthew. He's completely turned his whole life around, and I think it's incredible. And I'm so glad he's finally won a Super Bowl. But yeah, I got Patrick Mahomes winning this one more so than Shanahan blowing it. However, it's very close. It is very close (laughs) because there was a lot of questionable calls. And don't tell me that I don't think Tom Brady, I mean, I don't think Jimmy G is better than Tom Brady. And I don't think that subbing, you know, Jimmy G and for Tom Brady all those years back, a couple years, you know, replacing him. I don't think that would have done any good. I don't think you win two more Super Bowls. I'm sorry. And I think if you put Tom Brady, I'm trying not to make this a Tom Brady debate, but if I think if you put Tom Brady in Jimmy G's spot, they might end up winning this game the other day. Seriously? I'm serious. So. I think so. I think that's some, a fair assessment. Those are two bad interceptions he threw, you know. And there was a play at the end there, um, wide open touchdown, and he overthrew him by about five yards. So... I don't know what Shanahan was doing. I can't believe it happened a second time where he because they were fairly in control at 20 and 10. And it would have been, I think, I think the defense really would have sat down had it been 27 to 10, and it would have been very hard for Mahomes uh 
to come back up from that. So, absolutely, I agree with you, uh, Creighton. Very good analysis. Well, thank you. Thank you, you very much. You touched on it for me. It was cool to see, though. Yeah, All right. sure it was. It was Let- nice to see Patty Mahomes take one home. That's right. Or as you would call it, a I- Texas Tech winning <laughs> the championship. That's exactly what it is. All right, let's 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 continue the Super Bowl talk. Let's take a quick little break. We're going to dive real deep into Holmes and what's next for him and where we think he's going. I think this is just the start, Micah. You're listening to the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, streaming live on Facebook Live. That should be up now, I believe. Um... Hopefully it stays good. We'll see. My name is Crates of Branch, the man next to me, Micah Ka Cole. All right, Ka, we're a little bit behind schedule. Let's make it up right here. Uh, let's keep talking Super Bowl, though. More specifically, let's talk about Mahomie himself. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. This just kind of like, this game just felt, and he won the MVP. He ended up winning the Super Bowl MVP. Youngest to ever do so. Also youngest to ever win a regular season MVP and a Super Bowl MVP before, you know. So uh, it's it's crazy what he has been able to accomplish in just two years of starting. So I think this is just the beginning of what is now going to be the legend of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. What do you think? I definitely uh, think that He's going to win more than just this one. There's many more to come, and this is just the start. And it has a, I don't want to compare because that's kind of uh, insane, uh, but it has a Tom Brady like feel to it. The start definitely the, does. The start definitely does. Uh, it has the feel to it. And let alone, it came from the one and only Lubbock, Texas. Well, he with the tech, but you oh, know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. And so they'll Long take enough. it, though. That's for sure. They'll take they'll it. They'll take it there. Um, he is a graduate of Texas Tech. And I never thought that somebody like that would be as good as they are right now, this fast, winning a Super Bowl already. But his season stats, he threw for four, over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions, and a QBR of 76.3. And that was considered a down year compared to last year. Uh Pretty remarkable what this kid has done, and you're calling that a down year? Oh, yeah. I I mean, yeah. It's it was worse than last year. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we're having to say that is pretty insane. This kid's probably the most talented player I've ever. I'm serious. I'm not a prisoner of the moment. I thought this all season long, and I think it has just been solidified as of Sunday. This kid's probably the most like skill skills wise, the most skills wise, the most talented player I think I've ever seen. I mean. Throws the ball better than anybody I've ever ever watched in the NFL for my lifetime. Uh, yes, better than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he can run pretty okay. More so than people think. And I mean, his decision making is really good. Uh, he can do things that I've never ever seen a quarterback be able to do before. So, what he has been able to do in just two years of starting, I don't know if you'll ever see anything like it. Tom Brady's is basically almost, you know, kind of the same, but it's not like this. You know, Tom Brady was benched more in the first couple of years than Mahomes was. Uh, once Mahomes got the starting job, it was lights out. You know, Pretty he hasn't much. he hasn't been set yet. So 
Uh, off, There's no need it, to. No, no, he's the best quarterback in the league, is he? Yes. As of right now, he is the future for the NFL. And Hey, he broke the Madden curse. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, for anybody that, that doesn't so know. so funny. No, the, for how long has it been? Ever? I think ever. I think so. I think ever. Um, in the history of the game Madden, which is, you know, the EA sports game based off the NFL that is, you know, on all platforms, PS4, Xbox One, all that. No cover athlete for that game has ever won a Super Bowl the same year. Well, I, I'm not surprised that Mahomes the person to break that curse because he was either. he was on the cover this year. I thought it'd be Tom Brady, but yeah, no kidding. That's shocking. They haven't put Tom on there in a while though. No, couple, they did. It was well, not too long ago. But wasn't it like a special edition though? Uh, it's possible. I don't remember. All I know sure. is that I know he was I on think, the front. I think, I think he it was, was regular, man. I thought it was in general. Yeah, and it, you, oh, you know what it was? Yeah, it was after the Atlanta win. They put him on after that because the shot on the on the cover is from the Atlanta game. And then what happened? He lost they the, should have put 28 to 3 the, on there. Yeah, he lost to Philadelphia the next year. Um, he was close. He was close. Very close. Two for an all-time record in the Super Bowl. Not going to say anything about that. But, no, Mahomes, man, this kid, so special. Like, so special. And if this is, like, only the second year, I don't know what's going to happen in five years. Like, I'm... I mean, let's think about it. This Chiefs team, I don't think anybody's really going to go anywhere. And we said this on Monday. It's it's like they've made it now to where it's like it's cool to play in Kansas City. Not that they ever really had the biggest issue, but there's teams that I prefer to play. I'd prefer to play on Kansas City than other teams now that I never thought I'd say that. And uh, this is a fun team, and it's really hard to not like them. Yeah, They're it's really hard not to good like Good guys, good stories. Good coach, yeah, good, good coach. Good guys. Good players. Yeah. So I don't quarterback. You're right. And so I don't know if there's any slowing down for this team. I mean, they've got to be the favorite to win it next year, right? I would think so. And even that they're gonna play the hardest schedule in the NFL, how it that's how it works. But there's no reason for me to believe that they can't get through that easily. And if it and it to me it's got the LeBron James kind of thing. It's like, <clears throat> what are you gonna do in the playoffs? Because we know you're gonna be okay in the regular season. But man, the when the playoffs come around, I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And I don't know if they're gonna have. I mean, like, I think they're gonna be consistently in the AFC Championship at least, kind of like New England has been. Because um, I don't see anybody. Is anybody gonna catch up to them for as good as they are? I don't think so. Right now, no. And honestly, if you I, think about I, it, I think what I'm not sure where the Tom Brady thing's gonna take place. And I know we're gonna talk about that shortly. But you're right. You know, that, who that knows? Could that could be another AFC Championship matchup. But what Mahomes has done in Kansas City in two years, I just I look at it, and even going back to last year, they almost, I mean, it, a one play away from going to a Super Bowl then. And honestly, I think they probably beat the Rams by 20 points. Probably. And they the don't, the- as good as that defense for the Rams was, I don't know if they were as good as this year's San Francisco uh, squad because that front four for San Francisco, San Francisco this year, as good as Aaron Donald is for LA, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that in a long time. It's a hound, outside it's a, of Seattle. It takes a hound and a half to stop it, this. Team. Yeah, outside of Seattle, and so I think they would have really, really run rampant on LA. So that would have been two there, but they picked their one up now, and I look at next year, and I just don't see anybody slowing Mahomes down. I think, and I think this kid's going to be an MVP favorite for a while. I think so too. Like what Lamar? Like think about what Lamar Jackson had to do this year. 
Uh, great season by Lamar Jackson, and it was it was deservingly so. Unanimous decision to win the MVP. But had he not done what he did this year, Mahomes is right in that conversation. Absolutely. With the top. And he will be next year too. And he's only he's only gonna get better. He's gonna get more accurate. His arm strength's gonna get, if it can, get better. He's gonna be able to run better. I mean, it's crazy to think what this kid has left in him and how raw his skill set is still can beat anybody in the league. That's incredible, man. I mean, this this is the likes of what we've probably never seen before. Mm-hmm. And this let's, is let's, crazy. Like we said, three and first time ever, three games in a row. You've had to come back to win, and he he did down it. double digits, double digits. No, no less. You know, down twenty four nothing, and twenty four down that's, ten. Yeah, and then down. 10. You were down ten again. Uh, it's and it wasn't like Tennessee was lighting up, man. No, they weren't. On that game. So, like, they had to go win that one. Uh, I, I, and I, you know, I texted you and I was like, no way. I was like, Tennessee better not be in the Super Bowl. I mean, because I didn't know. I mean, like, that's how I felt was like, I didn't know if they could do it. And they did. And, man, he, he has answered every call we've asked this year. And I wouldn't have blamed him after last season if he would have had, even though it's his third year, I'm going to call it like the sophomore slump. But he didn't. Obviously, his numbers regressed because it's so hard to maintain that. But he just kind of won up last season by winning the Super Bowl. So, pretty much, and he's not slowing down. No, he's not slowing down anytime soon. And I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he was back in the Super Bowl next year. Well, really said, yeah, I mean, like depending on number, what TB twelve does, could you know be in the even way, then, even then, even I don't then. know because I see their defense is getting going to get better too. I think that's an too, AFC so. championship game next oh, year, or if Tom Brady comes back and figures it out. Either and, one, I'm hoping. I hope it is for years to come because the New England will be fine with me, but eventually Tom's going to retire. But man, if that Baltimore one can keep going. Oh, it's going to be so cool. Lamar that's be versus a great rivalry, Pat. In the AFC championship every year. Yeah, I agree. Imagine if you get 10 years of AFC championships between Baltimore mm-hmm. and Kansas City. Well, you might get one random one in there somewhere just because it happens. But yeah. Congrats. That would be a lot of fun. Congrats to Mahomes, Mahomey. Uh, congrats to us. Any, any matchup that they get could be very right. important because that could decide home field advantage every year. You're right. Very important. Congrats to us as well for finally getting the pick right. As we never do on this. I think it's because we pick with our heart more than our heads, but I don't know. We pick a lot with our heads, too. So It's always uh, wrong. I don't know. That's why they, that, yeah. So congrats to us for finally getting that pick right. Congrats to Texas Tech for, we'll see in 20 years, but possibly putting out the best NFL quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime and maybe ever. And he's going to get a fat paycheck come summer to prove it. He's going he's gonna to obviously be the highest played player ever. Yes. And and the quarterback position too. Like and it's he's no only given. Year two. Yeah. So like it's gonna happen. Um and congrats to all of Texas. This kid's from the state. And it's gonna be the it's gonna be the legend of Mahomie for the next ten years, fifteen years, however they decide to play. Uh because, you know, a lot of players are starting to end their careers early, but whatever time frame it is, it's gonna be the legend of Patrick Mahomes, and I can't wait to see it. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Let's go to the Stick with football, though. But we're going back to the Cowboys. However, we're not talking about Jason Garrett now that he's gone. No, no, no. 
the next contract is up, and that's Dak's contract. There it is. But do they want to give it to him? We'll see. Let's talk about that here on the hot seat. Listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio FX. We continue to have difficulties on. I give up on it. SoundCloud and Facebook Live and Twitch. Uh, well, I, no issues so on we're SoundCloud. We're just gonna go ahead and. Okay, then just Facebook Live and Twitch. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna go ahead and call it a quits here tonight and resolve that issue this next week or try to. The way I think about it is, after all, it is a radio show first. <laughs> exactly. So it's okay to listen. It's cool to give either ones, but yeah, but it's okay. To but listen it's okay. To. It's okay to listen. I'm trying to hard. That's what we're trying to do here. Thank you. All right. So, let's stick with fun. Let's stick with football. Go back to the Cowboys. Uh, as we always love to do. It never seems like they're out of any of our shows. I mean, they're always in our shows, and that's okay. Fun talking about them. That's why they're America's team. They always generate headlines and somehow. Somehow. Some way. Somehow. So last year, last summer really what was it july august when zeke got paid yes so zeke did get Actually, paid it, may have been, it, no, by, it was i think it was august, late august late august yeah uh zeke got paid after a holdout and everything you know ended on that end but then the questions arose well what's gonna happen to dak well here we are after an eight and eight season the questions are now being asked what's gonna happen to dak and honestly, Micah, I I really thought that this would be no issue at all. Literally, at all. I thought this would be simple. And um, was I worried a little bit that Dak wasn't getting a contract sometime in the season? Yes, but I didn't think it'd be, you know, anything to fret about. I just thought that they're holding off uh, until the end. However, now I'm hearing stuff about Dak Prescott franchise tag. And then Dak comes out and says, well... I might hold out too if I don't get a contract. I don't know what's your thoughts on this, man. That's a tough one, man. Uh, it's not all his fault that we finished eight and eight. That's poor coaching, obviously, because you saw in the numbers he was mm-hmm. a good quarterback this year and probably should have been a Pro Bowler. Oh yeah, oh should have been far. a Pro Bowler. But it's, it might just be the reality that his asking price is too much. It might just be too high. Well, they're not giving him anything. No, they're, I know. That's all. That's the. That's that what may I think. be why the Cowboys are shying away because they're just hesitant to to pay that money right now, and it's understandable because with the whole Zeke thing, that now that's working out right now. He yeah. got the big money, mm-hmm. and he hasn't produced like the big money says. Uh, so that may be why Jerry's hesitant to make that kind of move right now, and. You know, quite frankly, me and you want them to go after Trevor Lawrence, obviously. Yeah, but, but then again, I'd rather them win a Super Bowl like now. So it's really tough for me to decide so which one I want. If I'm Dak Prescott, I think it's time to get that one more per year deal. And if you can do it, okay. If Whoa. not, you go. So you're completely okay with them franchise tagging, though? Him. At this point, yes. Really? But if, if Dak's not going to do his job, go out and get Tom Brady. Well, I don't care. Dak was one of the top quarterbacks in the league, though, yes, this year. But if he's not going to... And if you put a backup in there, 
Where, do but we, if he's no, we, I'm saying if he's not gonna play, Dak Press, go get Tom Brady. Why aren't you saying that go about get Tom Zeke? Brady. Why aren't you saying that about Zeke when that happened? If he's not gonna play, why don't you go get? Why don't you use Tony Pollard? It's a good question. We didn't know how what? good Tony Pollard was gonna. I be don't back, know. Back Tony Pollard, looked, Tony Tony Pollard looked pretty good in those couple preseason games when Zeke wasn't there. That's a valid point. So but it is the preseason. Well, oh, okay. I see. I see. We've no, seen you're a lot fine. of things happen in the preseason. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying. I mean, why don't you say that about Zeke then? If he, if he, if he's gonna hold out, how come we can't? Why don't you go get? I don't know. Some, some, Adrian Peterson or something like that. You know, some old, but still productive running back. If you know, if he's not gonna do his job, why are you saying that about Dak? That's a great question because I didn't well, realize. I didn't. I didn't realize the importance of the quarterback role until now. Yeah. Because we do not have a backup quarterback. We have backup quarterbacks, and back but they're then, not any good. I thought Ezekiel Elliott was more important than Dak Prescott. <laughs> and that's why I was more essential on getting that deal done. But if but I, I, I'm not convinced that either one of them are living up to the money that they're asking for and are getting well, right Dak's now. Dak's getting paid nothing, though. So exactly. Like, what, are you, no, what are you saying? I'm saying of what Dak is asking for, I don't think he's living up to that right now. Dude. Well, 40, then why don't they come? Million why don't they come down then? Forty million a why year. Why don't they come down and pay him then? They don't have to give him forty a year. I'm pretty sure he'll take thirty. They already offered him that, and he didn't take it. I I got that, but I mean, thirty five then. I don't know. You don't have to go to forty, but franchise tagging. They can't work Here's something the, out, but. What this guy has done, look, let, me, let me read you these salaries for what this guy has done for you. Oh, how many playoff games has he won? One. How many, how many has Tony Romo won? Two. Okay, so we're halfway there. On a base salary of 450 grand the first year, 540 grand the second year, 630 grand the third year. He's sitting at 2 million this year. And uh, yeah. Yeah. What has he done to prove that he can win a Super Bowl? Oh, so Tony Romo's contracts. Uh, only winning to wait. What has he proved to win a Super Bowl? Yes. What the heck has Tony Romo played played to prove to win a Super Bowl? I can't even talk. That's what exactly the same point I was trying to make when y'all were throwing Tony me under Romo the bus. All this money. He had the same coach we do now. You got it. Did and Dak Prescott's already won a freaking playoff game. He's halfway to Tony Romo's whole career, but we're having an issue paying him. Yes. <laughs> You're. Uh, Here's here's a point that I heard today that was brought up really good. I thought well I thought it was a, a a really nice point. Does Jerry Jones treat Tony Romo like this in this situation? No. That's awful. I don't I don't know. I mean I hate that for Dak for what he has done. A fourth round. Not to mention it's not like he was a first rounder, Micah. He was a fourth rounder. Okay. And what he has done, thirteen and three. Winning the division, what, a couple times now? Twice. Twice. Winning a playoff game, so that's halfway there to Tony Romo already. And we're upset because he's asking for a price that I think you'd come down on, but, you know, I pay the guy. But $40 million is what he's asking Who are you going to go get? Who are you going to go get? Tom I'm, Brady. What? Tom Brady, who's proven it. Okay, so New England's going to... They're, they're, it's if you're going to pay $40 million on, to on, one or the other, on. I'd pay it to Tom Brady, who's proven it. Two years. Because New England, he's probably going to only play two more years. New England going to is going to 
give him at least 30. So it means, you're, yeah, you're right. You're going to have to give Tom Brady 40. You're paying, you're paying a guy for two years $40 million. Yes. And you're not going to give Dak Prescott 40 for five. You're telling me you wouldn't take Tom Brady, who's proven to win Super Bowls. And Dak has I'm not. I'm just telling you to give he him his money, any- man. I, I mean, I just What can't. makes you think that he won't be like Ezekiel Elliott and just... Once he gets his well, money. He's fourth rounder, first of all. And I can't believe you're sitting here with what's happened with Tony Romo for so long. And that was totally okay. If we want to make that argument, he was undrafted. Who? Tony Romo. Oh, yeah. But when the contract came, was there an issue? No. So, a fourth rounder, contract's coming, has already done half of what Tony Romo did in his whole entire career. And there's an issue now. Yes. Because that's $40 million. What? $40 million. Nobody gets I, paid that. Clearly, to me, even Tom Brady gets clearly paid that. he's not going to pay 35 either. They're either because they want to franchise tag him. So it tells me that they're not sold on Dak Prescott, which I can't believe. I seriously can't Tom Brady believe. doesn't As, even get paid that. And I've come on here and I, what? Tom Brady doesn't Tom even get Brady paid that. Tom Brady is also 43 years old and is in the Patriots. And he's won five Super Bowls. I know, Bowls. but he's in the Patriots. He's won six. He's in the Patriots oh, system. Oh, sorry. He's I'm in dumb. the Patriots system. They're not going to pay anybody really that much. And the only reason that they're probably going to drop 30 mil, we got to get out of the segment, they're going to drop 30 mil on Tom Brady because they understand his worth and they know with two more years in the Patriots system, they could probably cap off one more. Okay? So, and I just cannot believe that. I, 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 am, I am just <laughs> frustrated with you because I know you're a Tony Romo fan, are you not? I am. Yeah. Give Dak Prescott the same credit for what he's done. And that, I mean, and the fact that... He took my quarterback's job. Oh, there it is. And when I, when I tell you that Tony Romo wouldn't get treated like this from Jerry Jones, but Dak Prescott, I think it's completely unfair. Right? Don't you? I don't know. I mean, you, clearly you don't. But I think it's unfair that Tony Romo, I mean, that Dak Prescott is getting this treatment and Tony Romo never did. And Dak Prescott, we were picking them to win the Super Bowl this year. You were. And it, uh, oh, I was not the only one. And it wasn't all because of Ezekiel Elliott. And there was multiple times I came on this show, and I think you agreed with me most of the time. Could they win games and playoff games without Dak Prescott? No. Could they win them without Zeke? If you put Tony Pollard in there. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Say it. Yes. Thank you. So I, the way that Dak, I feel bad. I, I feel bad for Dak. I really do that he's looking at a franchise tag, and I think he should hold out um, for his contract because I think he's gotten a really bad rap from guys like you or Tony <laughs> Romo fans and everybody else because I just don't think we win without him. And I've criticized him a lot, but when it comes down to it, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I'm not saying that to be fair, he doesn't belong to be one of the highest defenses pl- what? than Tony Romo ever oh, had. Oh, okay, here we go, here we go. But it still he wasn't a, a he problem. He had a way better offensive huh? line than Romo ever had. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that we got to get out of the segment. It's 7.03. We'll continue this uh, probably on Monday. I just can't believe. <laughs> You're just defending him. The, the man deserves the money. I'm giving y'all the crap that y'all gave me all those 10 he, years that Romo was under he, center. He deserves a lot of the money, okay? I mean, without without him, we're not a playoff team. We're not. It's just funny how none of y'all would defend Tony Romo, but now y'all want to defend Dak Prescott. I'm, I'll defend Tony Romo that and that first go-around. I'm not defending Tony Romo in the latter years. It wasn't good. Dak Prescott is 
This is his first contract outside his rookie contract. All right. Sheesh. Let's, let's take a break. On. Yeah, no, let's take a break here. When we get back, we're going to get into our greatest of. We were going to do this last week, but Kobe uh, Bryant and his situation uh, unfortunately happened. Tragedy that left him and his daughter Gianna and everybody else on the helicopter. Uh, just, it, it was, it's just bad. Anyways, and so we honored him last week, but we were going to do this one. And now we got we finally were able to get to it. This is the greatest of moments. The greatest moments of the I'm just flustered from what you and Dak. Hey, but hey, Dak what? had his chance without right, Zeke. Right, and he right, went three right. and three. Shut up, we're done three with this. Three. Shut up, three we're done. We're, we're done. He didn't do anything. We're doing the greatest moments of the decade next here on the hot seat. This will be a fun one, so stay tuned. You listen to utradio.com. <laughs> Welcome back here on the hot seat. You're on utradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, streaming live on Facebook Live whenever it works. My name is Creighton Branch, the man that just fought me for 12 whole minutes about Tony three Romo. Shut up. Tony Romo. Shut up. His name is Micah Cockle. Three, three without Zeke. I didn't know we had this song in the in here. That's kind of cool. I really like this song. I'm a big Sway Lee and Ray Sherman guy. And Post Malone, obviously. So, whoever put this in here. Thanks for putting it in there. New one for you here on the hot seat. All right. So, as always, our fifth segment is our greatest sub segment. It has, I am proud to say that since the start of the show last year, it's been different every single week. I don't know how we've done that, but it's not been easy. That's for sure. There's been some times where we've had to really think about it, but we we're here. And I was looking forward to this one for a while because I knew it was going to come on this show. But then the Kobe tragedy happened, so we needed to honor him. But we're back here doing it now. And that is the greatest moments of this decade. Man, so many. And there is. There's a lot. And I got three circled, but I'm going to tell you some more, too. Because I just want you to reminisce. So you go ahead and go first. Oh, man. Three, two, one. Who you got? So there's so many great ones. And I, I got some ones at the end as well for that I had circled that were really close seconds. Yeah. But number three, how can I forget about the Auburn kick six? How <laughs> yes. can I forget about that? Seriously, who does that, that against Alabama? Besides the Clemson championship games um, in this decade, that's probably my favorite game I've watched, if I think about it. It was one of my favorites. Uh, I remember... Because I was at Buffalo Wild Wings and yeah, was my uncle's. We house. were there, uh, and surprisingly, Parker was there because he went to Auburn, as we mentioned. Yeah, uh, he was there that same night, uh, and we were watching the Did game. We and that? I remember how crazy it was when that when they so they missed a fifty-six yarder or whatever it was at the time, something like fifty-six yards. Yeah, uh, but that's beside the point. So they miss it. He starts running it up. My dad's like, eh, he's going to go out of bounds and he's going to go to overtime. And Auburn was... And there it goes. They were tied? Yeah, it was tied. Yes. It was tied. It was the last play of the game. Yes, it was the Continue. last play, play of the game. And he just kept running up. Gets Chris about Davis. Midfield, Chris Davis. Somehow stays in bounds. This by defenders flying all Hunting over. on the line there. On a the lot left. of linemen. Yeah. And he somehow breaks away for a touchdown. I couldn't believe it. Surprised there was, there was no flags, no nothing. Clean uh, play. No, it was that was I, I it was funny cuz I think I was at my uncle's house and or his old house and 
he had a TV downstairs and a TV upstairs, and they were a little delayed. So you could hear him screaming upstairs, and I was like, <laughs> oh no, he made it. And then that happened, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. That, that would have capped off a great championship run had they beat Florida State. Yes, they seriously would have. And they had Florida State. I mean, they were up a lot, and they, they blew were that up game. most of the time. Yeah, they, they were they up a big amount. They lost Winston. Who? Hamus Winston. Jameis Winston? Jameis. There you go. There you go. No, that's all good. All but right, number two. Number two. That was a lot of fun. I think you're going to be surprised by number two. Yeah. Because I really liked this. Tiger Woods winning the Masters Hi-oh! in 2019. Seriously. That was a lot of fun. I remember getting up because uh, they started it early. I didn't expect it. So I'm, I just get up and my dad, I walk in and my dad's watching the Masters. I'm like, are you watching a replay from yesterday or something? He's like, no, they had to move it up. I'm like, oh, and then yeah. I grabbed the seat and watched the rest. And I just remember how tense it was the whole time down to the final putt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he made the final putt and everyone just went crazy. Oh, oh what a moment. You know, Tiger, Tiger Woods, you know, Tiger Woods is my favorite athlete of all time. And I just kept telling people, man, he's going to win another one. I promise you he's going to win another one. And then. Everybody's, you know, laughing at did. me, and I was like, I, and you almost, and you what? literally were ready to put money on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was you gonna, were ready. I was gonna put whatever it was, twelve to one, one hundred and twenty to one on in Vegas. I was gonna put a hundred bucks on it, and I didn't. Uh, that's beside <laughs> I the point. Imagine. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I thought I would jinx it if I did, so I left it alone. Oh. Okay. But I just told, I was telling her, I was like, for ten years, I was like, he's going to win another one. I swear to you. And he got close a couple of years. He got close in twenty fifteen at the Masters. He got close a couple of years ago at the British Open. Wonder what he's gonna bring and, uh, for lunch or dinner for the. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you uh, think he's gonna bring? Oh, is geez. he gonna be simple or do something crazy? Nah, this he's time? pretty. His menus are pretty good at the Champions Dinner. Uh, it's never too well, simple. The first one was what cheeseburgers or something. Yeah, but it, but it, yeah, <laughs> but it's not good. It's definitely not gonna be any like Texas barbecue like they've had in the past couple of years. So oh, uh, there you go. No, but that was so cool, and he finally did it, man, and. I've lived my basically my whole life to see Tiger because in '05 I saw him win, but I was like I was eight years old, so like it was cool, but it didn't register to me. And so now watching it, really it fourteen, yeah, and as invested as I have been in Tiger for the last decade, that I, I've lived my whole life for that moment, and it finally happened. And I was sitting in my recliner at the apartment and <laughs> with Dad, and we, I mean, the mask all. I mean, I I watch. All the golf tournaments all year, but the Masters is one that I watch like like straight through wire to wire Thursday through Sunday. It's awesome, and it's so much fun. It is, and I would love to go. It's uh, it's so hard to get tickets, but um, <laughs> I imagine one day I'll win. I'll win the drawing that because it goes through a drawing. Yes, and, and it, you know, but uh, I live my whole life for that moment, and it happened, and that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Okay, last one. Your this is your moment of the decade. What is it? Before I go to the moment of the okay. decade, I want to go to an honorable mention. Yep. The Malcolm Butler oh, seals the deal Seattle. championship. Yeah. That was one of my favorite Super Bowls I've ever watched. That was a really good one. That was one of the best. Two juggernauts battling it out. One-on-one, one game. 60 minutes. That's it. That was easily probably one of the best Super Bowls of that decade and maybe even of the century so far. Yeah. I think it was probably the best one of this of this millennium so far. So, really good Super Bowl, and man, it came down to one play. <laughs> it was as close as it gets. You're right. So, well, a lot of people are going to blame Pete Ro- Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll for, I was about to say Pete Rose. Ah, that's okay. He belongs in the Hall of Fame, too. Anyways, sure. Pete Carroll. He sure does, but a lot of people are going to blame Pete, Pete Carroll, Carroll for, for not running in on 
Second down, I believe. He should have. He should have, yes. But just a brilliant play there. Yeah, and good. By good, Malcolm Butler. Good play by Malcolm Butler. What's the other one? And obviously, great play by Tom Brady coming back at the fourth quarter Hey-o. once again. But TB12. My number one. Oh, I'm excited to hear it. I think I, you know. I think I know where you're going. I think you know. Go for it. 2011 Mavericks championship run. <sighs> one of the most magical <sighs> runs in sports in a long time. It didn't make sense. I can. But you know what? If that's what it takes You're to win right. a championship. And we, go for and it. we spoiled Miami's first year. We sure did. Which will forever live in infamy <laughs> that we did that. Because that was going to be. Loved the, us. They were killing. We went to Cleveland and everyone was. Yeah. They were taking down everybody that season, Miami was. And you, I remember the first time I watched them play, Miami um, was that game where Dwayne Wade dunked. I mean, threw it behind <laughs> his back and LeBron dunked it. It was against Orlando, I think. I don't know. But it was early in the season. And at that point, I said, oh. Oh, I said, oh gosh. I said, this is crazy. This is and we did it. We did we it. We freaking did it. And we went six and I can two still, against Miami that year. I know. All right. I can still remember exactly game five when we went. And I remember the time. I remember the moment. Well, no, when I went to game five. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I remember the time. I remember the moment I bought the tickets. I remember the trip there. I remember the we went to this. Game five was in Dallas, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We went to uh the Dallas Zoo. We got half off because we were in Mavs t shirts. There you went go. to the game. Section 333, the fans there were crazy. I still have the shirt. It's completely worn out, but I wear it. Um, unreal. And they won. They did win. They freaking did that, it, man. That was a game that J.J. Borea started. Oh, yeah. The little man. <laughs> All right. I think that turned it around because I think he started in game four, five, and six. Yeah. That's kind of when it started. Kind of like the Sam Griffin effect there. I want you to, we're going to, I think we're going to make this one a little bit, this segment a little longer. We'll bleed over to the other one, but I want you, I want everybody to hear this uh, Chris Davis uh, call real quick because I think it's one of the best, one of the best radio calls we've ever heard. Uh, So this is right after they kick it. Chris Davis is about to grab the ball and run for it. Here it is. Not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God. Davis is going (laughs) to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. I would have loved. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. (laughs) Auburn has won the Iron Bowl. That was unbelievable. I remember that. I would have loved to have this broadcast as my real. Imagine on ESPN seeing that. Man, I would have loved. Oh, I would have loved to have had that on my reel. But all right, let me give you some of these. Same. I'll give you my top three in a second. But I'm gonna give you some other ones real quick to think about. Uh, I wrote a lot of them down, uh, and I don't have the dates on them. But I mean, I assume everybody just knows the dates. Uh, Michael Phelps becomes the most decorated Olympian of all time. There it is. Uh, that was pretty. Imp- I mean, that's that all time all time greatness. I got the Warriors. 73 and 9. And you could also throw the Kobe Bryant 60 point game in there. Some of the best, you know, his retirement. Oh, yes. Best moments of the decade right there. Uh, the kick six is one, not my top three, but it's on my list that I got written here. Brazil and Germany, 2014 World Cup semifinal. <laughs> that was wonderful. Brazil never had a chance. And David Luiz's tears did not help the seven, seven to one. Yeah, did not help <laughs> the deficit, which was seven and one. Uh, they did not come back and win that game. That was great. Poor guys. American Pharaoh wins the triple crown. Horse racing. Is. I never thought I'd live to see that moment, and I did. And that I I love horse racing. We watch it. My grandmother watches it. Uh, I never thought I'd live to see a triple crown winner, and I did. 
Nova at the buzzer. Villanova beats North Carolina oh, yes, in Houston. That was definitely one that was Chris up Jenkins. There. Oh, so that many was good so ones. special. Uh, a very special one. Here's two, two soccer years later, ones. They went on to win it again. They sure did. I was there for that game. Yes, you um, were. We we had an extra trick. Joe did, and he didn't bet on the game. Uh, two two ones Shocker. that are near and dear to my heart. Abby Wambach scores the header against Brazil in Brazil? the twenty yeah the twenty eleven World Cup. I I remember that was one of the that, I remember that game vividly. I was at my neighbor's house watching it, and the pass from Megan Rapino. I can't show you. I would I would show you the I would listen to the broadcast, but it doesn't do it justice. You got to watch the 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 video. The Megan Rapino does a half filled pass. It's a, basically a cross right to the head of Abby Wallback in the box with about what was like eight seconds left after stoppage time. I mean, no time left, and they score to win the game. <laughs> uh, uh, unreal. They scored a tie. Sorry, and uh, unreal. Unbelievable. My other one was, is... Lan- I think they ended up winning that game. They did game, end up winning uh, it, and then they lost Alex to Japan. Morgan, maybe? What? Was that the game where she hit the game-winning I believe so. goal? Yeah, it's hard for me to remember that after yeah. that, because it was, it was all like blur. like a minute, 120th minute or yeah, something. Yeah, but then they ended up losing to Japan uh, in that final. But Landon Donovan against Algeria in the 2010 World Cup, probably one of the most famous uh, sports calls in soccer that I can think of. I'm going to try to find it for y'all here. On uh, It was... One of the group stages and what had happened was another game had just ended and it was keeping America out of the knockout rounds. And what they had to do was score. And here comes Josie Altidore, hits the ball right to the goalkeeper. It ricochets right back to Landon Donovan and he kicks it in with like no time left. And it, it was it was all time. I, we, me and my brother, we did like some kind of video on it. Uh, about Landon Donovan, and that was like one of the final things. Here's the uh, goal. My son but, was shot to uh, death. Anyways, that was an ad. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Landon Donovan scoring that goal against Algeria was remarkable. I also got UMBC taking down Virginia. Yes, 16 that was versus a great one. one. You know? That was definitely my second honorable mention because yeah. that's hard to forget. The first one. The that first was, 16 to beat a one? I never thought I'd see it. I honestly, I mean, and I, I <laughs> And it wasn't it, even close. I said it a lot. There was going to come a time when it happened, but did I and honestly. My dad always did told I, me that too. Did I honestly believe that it was going to actually happen? Uh, in our lifetime? No. All right. I so, thought it would in our lifetime, but. Here's the play from uh, Landon Donovan, uh, Landon Donovan's goal. Uh, so what happened is Algeria just took a attempt shot and it went right into the hands of Tim Howard. He's about to throw it out. Very far. Great throw by Tim Howard. I gotta give respect to that. So here it is. With a header, Howard gratefully claims it. Distribution, brilliant. Landon Donovan. There are things on here for the USA. Woo! Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored. Oh, can you believe? This? I love this part. <laughs> go, go, USA. Certainly Hold on. Oh, this part. Incredible. You could not write a script like this. And that line lived in infamy for the rest of soccer time. You cannot write a script like this. That is so famous. And so I got UMBC uh, taking down Virginia. I got the women's team winning the World Cup in 2015. Uh, best sporting event I've ever been to in my entire life. I cannot believe that we were there. Great. I cannot believe that we were there. And then this past year. Yeah. Oh, and they won that year. And the, uh, this is really cool because it was a revenge game against Japan. And we walked a couple miles from one hotel all the way to the stadium. What had to have been 10,000 USA fans. And I got the video still and everything and the photo. It was so cool. 
and never thought I'd be part of a World Cup final, and I was. And that was the fastest hat trick ever uh, scored, and that was by Carly Lloyd. There it is. Oh, that was, so that was such a great game. I got USA's whole 2014 World Cup run, even though they lost to Belgium. I just remember how much fun that was, and that's kind of what got you into everything, wasn't it? Absolutely. Oh, I, I think they should have came back and won against Belgium. That was so. That was. I hope. I. That's why I want us to be in the World Cup again. Because it's um, fun. You never know. I know. We got to clean up a lot of things, but man, that 2014 team I really thought could go someplace, and they almost, they almost beat Belgium. I think they would have won the next game, and it, the way it bonded the country together was just beautiful. Spain winning the World Cup in 2010, their first time ever, a epic classic. Leicester City winning the EPL. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Being the, you know, predicted oh. to be the worst team. And then and they 5,001. And guess who put money on that? Bill Murray put like $10,000 on that thing. Oh, yeah. Why? I know. And, How and much it, did he win? Oh, millions. And so it was, it, it was, that was crazy. Did uh, everyone think he was crazy? Yes. There's no, like, nobody why? ever thought Leicester was going to win. Nobody. Except somebody that put $2 on it. Right. It's like, huh, told you. All right, next up I got Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. The hype train that that was. I don't think you'll ever see anything like that again. Ever. I don't no. think you'll ever see anything like that again. That was so much fun. Ten rounds, I think, is what it was. Yeah. It was crazy. All right, here are my three. After we got the, I'm glad we got the reminisce about those. So number, number three. It's TB12. With the 28 to 3 comeback against is. Atlanta. That was the moment, I think, once it happened, because I remember after the game, you probably did too. Uh, That's that, like, that was the first time I've ever seen the media, as long as well as Tom Brady, just speechless. Uh, I think that was the moment we realized this is the greatest quarterback player we've ever seen in our lifetime. I think that solidified him. And that was such a cool moment. Nobody ever thought that that was going to happen. No. Come back from 28 to 3. You know uh, what's funny is what? I'm in a group chat with a bunch of Patriots fans, yeah. and I kept telling them, even though it was 28 to three, I would not count out Tom Brady. I'm just not gonna do it no. because it's not. I, worth I it. kept thinking he was, was gonna come back. You're and right. It was 28 to 10. It's like all right, 28 17. All right, 28 21. I think there was yeah. a field goal somewhere in there, and or no, 28 20. Mm-hmm. And then they went down the field, scored the touchdown. And they're just like, they just kind of chatted <sighs> to me, and they're like. What on earth Unreal. were you on to think that Unreal. they were going to come back? Like, they couldn't believe that I thought that there was still a chance. And to know that it happened, yeah. and then they went in overtime, they were just like, bro, what a call. All right, these next two, I don't think you can go wrong with them, either one either one or two. But for me, I'm going like, to rate them in my favorite. My second one is the Chicago Cubs breaking... Oh. The hundred so plus, year, yeah, the hundred plus year curse that I'm not quite sure anybody ever thought would happen in this like hundred decade. Years. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it could be going on for you know there was the, for a bit there. It looked like they were getting some guys, but then they weren't getting anywhere. Um, so it's like, oh, is this really the team that's going to do it? And so you felt like you know maybe there's another twenty plus years on this thing. And give props to Madden. For coming in there and being one of the best managers I think I've ever seen, best managing job I've ever seen. Absolutely, um, the way they constructed that it's team. It's hard, and I don't think you'll ever see a drought like that. And I mean, that a drought like that and a break like that as well. Oh, I wouldn't I count mean, out we'll the Rangers. All, well, you're right, but we'll all remember where we were when the Cubs snapped. They're they're losing. I Three mean, they're, one lead and. Whew. <laughs> 
I told everyone the Cubs are going to come back. And as much and as everybody did. hated the Cubs, I couldn't root against them. I loved the I love I wanted them to win. I, I wanted this, to see this history. And my number one, I got to go with them. You already said it. My favorite athlete of all time, Tiger Woods, winning that Masters. That meant so much to me, and finally getting to see him do it. And I think he's going to have a good shot at this, at it this year too. He's played he played really good in his first tournament last week, and. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what he brings to the table. I do think it he's for gonna Kobe. Have, I think he's gonna have a shot to win two this year. Do it for Kobe. Do it for Kobe, man. Do it for Kobe. Uh so comment on our Facebooks and Twitter, Micah. I mean, you can still comment on the live stream even if it's not working. Comment on the Twitch. Uh remember where were you during all these moments? Man. I mean I I I, I think the my two favorite ones besides these top three, if I had to pick from the other ones, the twenty fourteen campaign by US by the USA and the World Cup, and they're both going to be soccer. Uh, that 2015 final from the women's national team, and the Landon, the 2019. and Landon Donovan scoring uh, that goal at the end because that's my favorite broadcast of all yeah, time. The 2019 World Cup that was a lot of fun too. But France, you're right. Everyone's you're like, right. Oh, we're going to beat you. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, I remember all the smack talk we were talking. All right, uh, I'm glad we extended that segment. I think everybody really enjoyed. Uh, I, I'm getting texts, so like I think everyone's kind of reminiscing. I mean, there was just so much that happened, and it was a lot of fun. And here's to 10 more years, the next decade. I think it's going to be better than ever. Yes, it'll be really fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, man. There's just, I could go on and on about them. I really could. All right. Let's just talk some NBA next. LeBron versus Giannis. Is LeBron catching Giannis for the MVP race right now? Uh, Stat padded, if you want to say. Last game, last night. Looked pretty all right. Let's get into some NBA talk. This is the hot seat here on utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio FX, and SoundCloud with technical issues on the Facebook Live and Twitch status, but that's okay. We're a radio show here. Huh. Yes, Come listen radio to us. First. Radio first. Radio first. My name is Micah Cole alongside the Birdman Creighton Branch. No matter what kind of fights we get into, he's still the best co host around. That's right. Appreciate you, Creighton. So, Micah's got breaking news. We were going to have the segment in the seventh slot, but we're going to go ahead and move uh, LBJ Giannis for the seventh slot. We'll push this to six. Where'd you see this? Uh, this is on Bleacher Reports. Okay. And Adrian, I can't even. Wojnarowski. Just, just, just say Woj. Woj. Wojnarowski, but Wojnarowski. But, but you could say Both Woj. Confirmed that. Un- Andre Iguodala will move to Miami Heat on a two-year, $30 million extension on a oh, trade. Oh, man. This could get fun. No, you already know how good that Miami team is. And, and now I, it's just going to get better. I got, I got to tell you this one thing before we get into it. Uh, there's a Miami listener right now. Uh, I hope he feels happy about this, but I'm going to tell you, this, this, this move right here with how well Miami's playing right now, I could put him in an interesting spot. Eastern Conference Finals berth, possibly. It's we'll very much right in now. the cards. It is in the cards. So let's talk about it. Um, how about here? Here, I love that. I, I think this got sped up because of what was happening. This is what we were going to talk about. In the seventh segment was the beef. It wasn't really beef. It was just kind of a Twitter thing last night that happened with Dylan Brooks, who used to play for Oregon, is playing in uh, Memphis right now, and Steph Curry got in on it too. So what Dylan Brooks said about Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala was on Memphis, kind of on Memphis. He was on the payroll. He wasn't playing. He was kind of just shopping himself around. Dylan Brooks said, I can't wait till we find a way to trade him so we can play him and show him 
what Memphis is really about. And uh, Steph Curry, you know, wasn't all that uh, pleased with that as either. And so he, he kind of, I don't want to say clap back, but you know, he kind of came back and they, uh, he sent a picture of Andre in his uh, final shirt and he was having, he had his uh, finals MVP and everything kind of saying like, you need Andre. And then Ja got back and, uh, and posted a picture of Kevin Durant and his champion was like, you guys had Kev- Kevin Durant. You needed his help. But I was going to ask you about that first. And then we'll talk about this Miami thing for the next couple minutes. Uh, who I mean, anything you you feel anything about this? I think it's just kind of friendly. Uh, not even I don't know. I think they respect each other, but it definitely shows the tension that Andre Iguodala was having in Memphis. It was kind of like frustration. We're paying you, but you're not playing, and then you're going on shows and you're kind of like shopping yourself. It was really weird. Yeah, it really was awkward. Uh, I think it was kind of uncool and unprofessional. Yeah, but especially since you're getting paid to do literally nothing. Wish I could get paid to do nothing. <laughs> Must be yeah, nice. I know. It's the easy way out. You're telling me. <laughs> I'll um, tell you that. That's just. Yeah, wrong. it was. It, uh, yeah, he also. I, I'm just now reading. He also liked the t- uh, tweet that said, uh, "F Iguodala." So clearly, they did not really like Iggy in this role in Memphis, and I get it. It was definitely weird. I've never seen anything like it before. It was strange. Uh, I think the respects there, but I know they wanted him out, and I think. What Dylan Brooks had to say, and then what Steph Curry did, and then what John Morant did, uh, and it, it's it's reported that John Morant, and Steph Curry, uh, were sending back DMs, friendly DMs yesterday that cleared the air, and they're all good now. But I think it definitely escalated this move for today. I mean, even though that the trade deadline's tomorrow, and then they're trying to get something done now, and they did. Yeah, they did. And they, the text they made their move. The text from our Miami listener was. Heck yes, dream come true, dream made, day made. I've been wanting this forever. Uh, welcome, in the words of Will Smith, welcome to Miami. So there you go. clear they're happy. And I think this is the best possible place for Andre Iguodala to go. And I think this really helps Miami. I love this move. I do too. And it's definitely going to put Miami in a position to potentially make a serious run this oh, yes. year. You know, potentially, as we talked about at at the break, potentially to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's a legitimate possibility at this point. And, you know, I don't think anybody's good enough to beat the Bucks in the East right now. But I agree. Miami could at least put up a six-game fight, I think, against somebody like Milwaukee, especially now with the addition of uh, Andre Iguodala. Man. That, the... that might put them in the two-spot now. Yeah. Because yeah. that was starting to get a little dicey. But I think they can catch up to... If they can catch up to Toronto, I think they'll get the two spot. So right now, obviously, Milwaukee's in a league of their own in first place. Uh, the one seed, they're seven games ahead of Toronto. <laughs> what are they, like 20 games they're ahead f- of the eight spot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 20, <laughs> 21. And oh, that's, that's a good amount. So they're 43 I and wish seven. we had that big of a league. Toronto is in the second slot. Game behind them, a game and a half, actually, is Boston. And then in the fourth seed, tied with Boston. So Boston, uh, Miami's in the fourth seed. But they're tied with Boston for the three seed, only a game and a half back. And you're right, Micah. Um, with this addition, what I look at this roster now, and I and I go down this list, and you got Bam, Kyle, 
Jimmy, Goran, Udonis, Tyler Hero, who has been a great, great rookie for them. James Johnson, Derek Jones Jr., who I love, high flyer. Kendrick Nunn, who is not getting enough love, but is a heck of a player. Uh, I love him. Obviously, Kelly Olynyk can give you some good minutes, and now you've added Andre Iguodala. This is a team that, if you're not careful, I'm a, I mean, if I'm serious. On him, I'm ooh. serious. I mean, we'll see what happens with Milwaukee. They look really good, but if this Miami team hits their stride, this is a roster that could get to the seventh game of Eastern Conference Finals. I'm serious. I mean. It's a. This is a great pickup for them. Seriously, it is. It really is, and they've really done a pretty good job of building their team back up since the breakup of the the super yeah, team give, between give, LeBron, give and Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. Give credit to Pat Riley for that. That man. I mean, when you think about Miami on the sports side, you got to think of Pat Riley. I mean, he has done wonders for this Miami franchise. He's the reason. LeBron James came there. You know the story where he put the rings on the desk and was basically saying, "How do you you want one? How do you want to be remembered?" Got him there. Got Chris Bosh there, even though it was going to be Carmelo. Carmelo decided to go to New York, but he pulled off it for he pulled off the Bosh thing, uh, and now he's got Andre Iguodala, a piece that Miami needed and is going to use, and it's going to make them dangerous, very dangerous. And I I look at this roster and what Jimmy Butler is doing for this team, and I look at the rookies. And Bam, who's now an all-star. Uh, wow. They just got really good by one player. And I, I, I get it. Andre's not the same player he was years ago. But he ago, definitely helps. But he helps. He's not a liability, and he's going to try hard. And I think and he's won a championship being before. on a team that's not in the eight slot and having a, a legitimate chance to contend for a finals berth, he's going to play, man. He's going to play good. And... I'm going to tell you right now, watch out for the heat because Pat Riley is not joking around no more. Absolutely. They're going to, they're, this tells me they're trying to win now. They are. Yeah. They and are I love trying that. very hard to win right Ooh, now. Oh, I love it. I do too. I think it's good for the NBA. And right now, this year, that's made me more excited than maybe the last few years, at least for the earlier parts of the playoffs, is you got a lot more competitive teams. They're teams that are either one mm-hmm. piece away or, you know, already there right now. Like Miami would be one of those teams, and there's a lot of teams that can compete right now for, to win series and, you know, go up for a championship. There's a lot of teams right now. I pick the. Uh, I think we have a few cut, clear-cut favorites like the Lakers and yes, the Bucks and right the now, obviously, too. and the Clippers. But there, there's a lot of teams like if, if the Lakers or the Clippers sleep. You're right. You you never know, and and I all mean, it takes is one good series, and those guys it. are out. And I picked Philadelphia to make it to the finals, and you know uh, they're still doing fine. They're figuring out their own, but they've had their fair share of injuries, which I'm, hasn't helped. Yeah, and I'm serious though. But if they can find their stride before the playoffs, that's all that matters. This Miami team, man, and you could see it in the contract: two years, thirty million dollars. Pat Riley thinks they can go win one right now. He does, and, and I honestly, get it. I get it. They These may guys, still be one piece away from actually winning a championship right now. But the way but they they're play, really close. the way these guys play, they play. I think they're the hardest playing team, and, and I think they've been that for four or five years now. Uh, they're the hardest playing team in basketball, and the way they play, they can overcome being like a piece away. They can do it, and if they can just, and we'll see what happens with Giannis down the stretch because he's starting to kind of 
get a little like scary good from the out, not from just the outside, but just shooting wise, he's getting a lot better. Uh, if they can do like what Toronto did and make him have to shoot outside, well, if they get to the conference finals, they might win that thing. Yeah, they might. Milwaukee. They very well. And I'd pick them to beat Boston. I'd pick them to beat Toronto right now. Whew. I think so. I think that's a fair it's assessment. It's a good day to be a – actually, night. It's a good but, night to be a Miami fan. I think fan. that's going to improve itself once – because I think they'll they'll slide in that two slot. I really think so. I agree. I think Toronto will eventually fall off a little bit because, I mean, they're, they've been really hot lately, but um, the schedule will definitely turn up on them a little bit as they move towards the back half of the schedule. The back third, I guess is what I should say. Yeah. Uh, but – I think that Miami's going to pull into that two slot, and then they'll get a couple rounds of home court advantage, and that could really um, give them what oh, they need to get a, to the conference That's going to be a lot of fun to see Miami get a home court series again. Yes, and as weird as it sounds, it really wasn't that long ago when they had a home court series. You're right. I think it was 2016 where they were three. It was one of them. Something like that. So, but still, it's a long time coming. Three, four years, long time. To finish the segment, Miami is coming. So, Watch out. Glad we're not the East that is <laughs> to true. deal with that. But then again, I, we also have our own fair share of problems in right. the West. So I am excited to see what this team can bring with the addition of Iguodala. That's a great pickup for them. I think it adds even more balance into oh. the East as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really does. Because you already had, as much as you want to say Toronto's falling off, which they have, they're still a good team. They're yep. still in the, the mix there. And then you got Milwaukee, obviously. And then you got Boston still, mm-hmm. who's always in the mix. They always find themselves there. And you even get Philadelphia, which I think will come around. So it could be a really fun Eastern Conference, especially once you get to the semifinals. Final point, Miami is not joking around. <laughs> Let's talk LeBron James and Giannis MVP race next, as we were going to do so. It bumped him in the seventh slot. Let's do that now. Listen to UTRadio.com. This is the hot seat. Welcome back to the hot seat here on UTRadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX. We stream live on Facebook when it works. And you can listen to us here when it doesn't. My name is Creighton Branch, the man next to me, Micah Caw Cole, who still believes Tony Rowan was a better quarterback than Dak Prescott and should get paid more than Tony. I mean, paid more than Dak Prescott. I don't know. I don't know. All right. You knew I was coming. Did I? I thought we were over that already. Oh, I'm not over it. Oh, well, you. That's on you for the rest of your time. <laughs> It's not on my conscience. Let's talk LeBron Giannis MVP yours. race right now. Uh, with the, the time only we have bothered left. by a Creighton. Anyways. So, it's, I don't know, man. Um, we're getting, we're almost at what, what the NBA calls halfway point, but it's like a little bit over half. The All-Star break is next week, and it's pretty impressive what uh, LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo have done, and they're kind of like, to me, the two leading candidates. I, James Harden's kind of there, but I, I I don't put him there. Giannis is averaging 30 points on 13 rebounds and 5.8 assists, and that's pretty remarkable. Uh, while LeBron James is sitting at 25 points, and mentioned this is 17th year, 25.2 points. Like 36 now? Yeah, 25 Jeez. points, seven re, 7.7 rebounds, and 10 assists. Uh, some are going. Some have said that LeBron James is stat padding. So my, I don't qu- think so. My question to you is: Can can LeBron catch Giannis Antetokounmpo for the MVP? Yes. Okay. Should he? Should he be the MVP? Yes. 
Lou with LeBron? Right now, LeBron should be MVP. Oh, wow, okay. He's the best player in the league right now at 36 years old. Tell me what other 36-year-old can put up the numbers he is right now. My- and he's not stat padding. He's doing what he takes to win basketball games for the LA Lakers team. And you know what else? Yeah. They're doing it. They're winning basketball games. Yeah. LeBron is the driving force to that. And you don't think that they're going to make this season about Kobe Bryant? As well, we've they talked need, about they too. Need to. They are making it about Kobe Bryant now for sure if they weren't already. <laughs> they, they Every definitely. season should be about Kobe Bryant at this point. I don't know, man. I mean not not not, not that fact, but I I don't know. Giannis is, is Giannis be, is, is having be, a great season. He's coming something special. He is a he very is special something player. special. But what LeBron is doing, it's hard to deny what he's doing right now. At that the age that he is right now. He is the MVP of that Lakers team right now. Do they have half the wins that they have? well, okay. Well, I that's an understatement the because they too. still have a great roster, but do they really have that this number wins? Without LeBron James? With just Anthony Davis? I don't know if it's half, but they definitely don't have what they have. However, Giannis at 30 points and five rebounds and whatever. I mean, that's it's pretty good, man. And Miami, I mean, not Miami. Milwaukee is way better than they were last year. Agreed. Right? Agreed. I agree. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I think oh, is LeBron James stat padding a little bit. I do think there's times in the fourth quarter where he'll go in to really trip out his box score because I think he thinks it looks impressive for a 17th year old veteran. I mean, 17th year veteran. Uh, and it's there's some garbage time points like last night. I mean, what it was going. I mean, like there there's a lot of garbage time points in this San, in San Antonio game and. Uh, I don't know. I think if he keeps this up, he's going to, honestly, as hard as he's going right now, which tells me that he's trying to win another MVP, I'm afraid he might get gassed out. And I, I, I give it to him. You know, we shouldn't talk about, you know, what this man's going to do in the postseason because he always delivers. But age is a thing. And being 17 years in the league and how many miles are on his feet, uh, what he's doing right now, God, I don't know if he can can sustain it coming to the playoffs. I'm worried he might burn out there, but to me, Giannis right now is the MVP, but can LeBron James catch Giannis? Yes, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I don't. Uh, however, he is such a great player. Though. I think LeBron James is stat padding a little bit. Just a tad bit. He's doing what he takes for his team to win, and he's, oh, he's being successful. I don't successful. know if you need it like that. I mean, he's coming into these fourth quarters, man, when these teams, when they're up pretty nicely, and he doesn't really need to play anymore. I mean, it's it's obvious that this guy's trying <laughs> to get some trying to get some numbers up, which is fine. Be you if you want to be you. Um, this is playing hard as a competitor. I know, but he's just he's try, he's trying to win MVP, and I don't know what that's going to prove. He's won four. That's I mean, true. He's won four already. And all that matters to, to LA is championships. At this point, so yes. it's like okay, get the one seed. But does he? LeBron has proven he doesn't need a number one seed to make it to the finals. Oh no, you're right. But it's but definitely going to help against much the Clippers. Tougher, uh, well, because <laughs> home court advantage is going to matter against the Clippers. Well, <laughs> it's in the same building. No, I know it is. <laughs> I mean, I guess in terms of fans, wise, but I like, want to. I, that, I will say this. And all that. You're yes, right. But. I will say this though. It would be embarrassing if like the Lakers overpowered them, which they might. 
But I don't think. But the way the ticket sales work, the Clippers get. Would I would get love most to of, see the Lakers and the Clippers play in a playoff no, no, series. Saying, I'd love to saying, see that go down. Yeah, uh, but like, I think that, uh, the way it works, the Clippers should get more like tickets than than the Lakers do for their home games, and so you still would have probably a pro Clipper crowd. Which I mean, even though it's in the Staples Center, it's going to feel like somewhat of an away game. Um, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying about it. But the way it's, you know, I mean, it, it just depends. That would be weird because I, I don't remember ever well, seeing the Clippers and the Lakers face off at any point. Uh, no, the Clippers have never been this good before. So no, but it's so no, weird not, out of no, with the Blake right. Griffin teams no, and all that. Yeah, you know, they, no, over because the, last the, well, and because a half the Lakers so. weren't that good at that point. Yeah, so it's so never, weird though they, that they can't never both been, ever yeah, be good at the same this time. This is the first time. I think uh, the only time they made the playoffs the same year yeah. was that last year Kobe yeah. like making the playoffs, I think, and that was it. And they were the fourth seed or five seed, I can't remember. So they were playing Memphis. Yeah. So I, th- I think th- I mean year. I think we both think that uh that there's a there's Memphis a shot. Game. However, I don't know if it's gonna actually happen. Let's take I a think quick... it will. LA LA versus LA. Let's bring it. No, that was time yeah. to see it. I'm talking about the MVP race. Oh, um, the MVP race. Yeah, yeah. All right. Never know. Let's get a quick little break here. And with the time we have left, let's talk about Tom Brady and that Hulu commercial. What? And it's LeBron. Can't count him out. Stay tuned. This is Totsi here on UTARadio.com. Welcome back to the Hot Seat here on UTARadio.com. I Heart Radio. Radio FX. Sometimes Facebook Live and Twitch. It was working so good. And SoundCloud doing fun. Oh, Anchor 2 is a new one we're on. Anchor 2. All no, right, no anchor, anchor two, anchor just about anchor. saying anchor two, anchor. Oh, Spotify as well. And Spotify, there you go. Okay, that's a new one for me. That's right. And Spotify, that just happened. So. My name is Micah Cole, alongside Crate Branch. We're here with the hot seat here today, oh, and the snow you, didn't me, stop us. You're right. Let me give you your music real quick. All right, go for it. And the snow didn't stop us yes, from coming go. to the hot seat. Hey, you know, we keep the seats warm, whether it's cold or hot Spoiler outside. Spoiler alert, there's no snow here. <laughs> All right, Michael, let's get... Uh, there let's, isn't any, any let's dive into soon. this last segment. Uh, did you say my name, Crane Branch? Uh, yes, anyway, I said your name, Mr. Crane Branch. Anyway, um, we got about Next three minutes left here on this... Uh, on the hot seat. Thank Ka. Ka. <laughs> three minutes left. Okay. So, yes. Tom Brady, did you see the Hulu commercial? I have I'm, not seen the commercial, surprisingly. I'm shocked. That is um, one I have I'm not seen yet. very shocked. Uh, so anybody that hasn't seen it, go watch it. Tom Brady Hulu commercial. Anyways, he posted a picture a couple days before it, an Instagram post. It was him. You couldn't tell if he was walking out of the tunnel of the stadium or walking into it. So everyone was like, oh, is he leaving or going? Anyways, commercial drops. And uh, he kind of starts this whole thing about, you know, so many years in the league. And my fans deserve to hear this first. And, you know, everyone was like, uh, is this it? Is this it? Is he about to announce it on the Super Bowl Sunday? And then he goes, Hulu's got live sports. And then he goes, I'm not going anywhere. So everyone's speculating, is Tom Brady going to stay with New England officially or go elsewhere? Is he going to go elsewhere? Uh, real quick, what do you think? He's staying in New England. It's really? Hard for, it's hard for me to... Yeah, to see him yeah. going. They're going to give him whatever it takes. They said they're going to try to... I mean, the rumor is 30 mil a year for two. That's fair enough. Pretty good. I think that's a good contract um, from everything that he's done. Uh, and he's still very capable of winning a Super Bowl for your, with your team. So, yeah, I think that's a good go. Uh, he's won six championships. Why not go for seven? You're not wrong. Um, Maybe eight, depending on how things go. I, I think what, what I think is going to happen. Uh, I honestly believe that Tom Brady's last season – from here on, the next, if he wins another Super Bowl, 
That will be it. I think that's how he walks out. Oh, yeah, for sure. He signs a two-year deal, but if he wins the Super Bowl next year, I think that's going to walk out like that. He's just going to announce it after the Super Bowl. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think he's leaving. I think really? he's, I think I think what he meant was I could be wrong, but I think what he meant was I'm not I'm staying in the NFL. But I generally believe this guy wants to be somewhere else. I think he's tired. Of, oh, you mean leaving the organization? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think I he's like, tired okay. of what is happening here. He's tired of Belichick. He doesn't have to answer to Belichick anymore. Um, and I've heard points about if you're San Francisco, go get him. And you do whatever you want with Jimmy G later. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. <laughs> um, and I think that's a good match. I think that's a great fit. But if I had to pick, and dangerous. I say this all the time to you, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm going to roll with the LA Chargers. I Ooh. think I think he's going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, and I think there could be potential for a really good two seasons there, or however long he decides to play. But he, you know, he grew up in California area, and I think this is one of the teams he's talked about a lot. I, I just think that it's going to happen. I don't think he wants to be in New England anymore. Um, he so loves I'm, that city. Though. I, I know, but he's got, but you know, he's done with the Patriot way. I think he's done having an answer to him. I think he wants to go try something else. And, and he I, wants I think six, his, so yeah. if you haven't had enough. I think his, I think his commercial said, was saying, hey, I'm not going anywhere as an, I'm not retiring. Because there's always questions every year when you're 43 years old. I think he's going to stay until 45, but I think it's going to be in a Charger uniform. And that's all the time we have today. Uh, I still, th- I wouldn't rule out the Dallas Cowboys. We got to get they're out of here. Pretty crazy. No, they're not going to give it to him. You never no, they're know. not. Stop. They're not going to do it. That's there's all the time we have today. As always, thank you everybody for tuning in every Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. My name is Crates and Branch. The man next to me, Micah Ka Cole. As always, you can find us on. UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, Facebook Live. We'll, we'll fix those issues, all that jazz. And also listen to our podcast on Monday, The Hotter Seat. Uh, we'll be streaming live on Facebook. That definitely works. And that's just where we can go into deeper conversation about other things. And that one is from 5 to 7. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're glad we got to get back to normal. And it's a fun one. And also, I want to end with Tony Romo does not deserve the same treatment that Dak Prescott should be getting. So. Pay the man. All right, this is the hot seat. We'll see you next Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Thank you, everybody, for listening.